0: Hi everyone, welcome to Movies at Midnight Podcast, the show where we discuss movies that we watch and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes. I'm Tanya.
1: And I'm the 14th ghost. Oh, Oh.
0: yes, that's right. Today we're discussing their. 13 in, or is it thir one 3 in
1: ghosts? <laughs> I don't know. The twelfth ghost, the thirteen secret ghost.
0: I just meant because they have 13 in the title. Oh. Thirteen ghosts from 2001 because it's a remake.
1: Yeah, which I didn't know that it was a remake.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know that much, or I don't remember that much about it, but I think I heard that the original one had a, a bit of a gag, a ploy. Like, you could wear those glasses in theater to see the ghost or not see the ghost and then you wouldn't wear the glasses so that was kind of a nod in this one to the old movie
1: oh that sounds pretty cool yeah i thought it was going to be like one of those um when 3d was starting to be a thing like i Mm. know uh, nightmare on elm street did a one of their movies were like there's a part, and I mean, in, in the movie, they're 3D glasses, or, or they're like, in order for you to see certain things in the dream sequence, but they would tell you when you should start wearing the 3D glasses.
0: That's right, everyone, Jorge got his Nightmare on Elm Street reference checked <laughs> off early this time. Check,
1: ding, <laughs> KPI met.
0: Um, Yeah, this movie, I feel like it has so much potential. It's so, it just doesn't live up to it. Yeah, I feel like, With the house and the house being a machine, I want more lore about that. I want the specifics of the ritual of creating the eye of hell to see the future past and present and all this stuff. Like, what?
1: Yeah, there's so much. Even the backstory of the 12 ghosts, 13 ghosts. Like, each one is really cool. It is. And then, yeah, the whole thing with the black zodiac. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, what's that? But then, like, plot-wise... The movie doesn't
0: The movie's just a bunch of flashing lights and really abrupt cuts and it hurts yeah. my head. <laughs> but we do love Matthew Lillard, so it's fine. <laughs> and Tony Shalou. Oh my god, I have things to say about his character in this, but no, I love him cuz I mean, I re- I said in an earlier podcast, now now I'm all caught up with The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I love Abe. He plays her dad in that. Just phenomenal. Mm. <laughs> I adore
1: him. Overall, I really like this movie. And I can't remember the first time that I saw it. It's one of those like cheesy horror movies. But I don't know for what it is, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: I think I enjoy it for, for the actors, obviously. Like I just said, the house design and all that backstory and lore that they don't go into. I feel like there's so much there. And they just focus on the wrong things. But that's okay. Well, I feel like
1: they focus on like some witty jokes like with the nanny and stuff. But I found it pretty interesting that this was Dark Castle's second film with like oh, okay. the first one being uh, House on Haunted Hill. They were like a new studio. So this was like one of their first movies that kind of like put them on the map because now I feel like Dark Castle is such a powerful company when it comes to like horror films. Yeah, the props also kind of give me vibes from like ghostbusters where they use boxes to trap ghosts
0: i thought you're gonna say hellraiser because the big the house just looks like that big yeah. Well, i cube mean
1: yeah Hell- hellraiser does it too as well with the cube and they do talk about powering the harness of the cube in this movie but i in like ghostbusters they i don't know shoot a beam at a ghost and then they throw a box and the box opens up and then it traps the ghost and then here it's i don't know huge box i guess where they have to lure ghosts in Mm -hmm. and trap them
0: yeah who knew there's so much lore about trapping ghosts i think i'm gonna get into the summary so we can start discussing this bad boy (laughs) it's an old one so i'll throw up the timestamp for those who watch visually so you can skip if you you know all about it opening an eerie junk car yard Psychic Dennis assists ghost hunter and wealthy adventurer, Cyrus, capture the ghost known as Juggernaut, the 12th and supposed last ghost on Cyrus's list. However, mention of a 13th ghost upsets Dennis, who was only contracted to help capture 12. They capture Juggernaut, but many men die, including Cyrus. His nephew, Arthur, and family receive word of Cyrus's death and that he has left his estate to them. Financially struggling and reeling from the tragic death of wife and mother, Jean, Arthur moves his two children, Kathy and Bobby, and their babysitter, Maggie, into the house. When they arrive, Dennis is waiting, explaining he is from the power company and needs access to the house. They all enter and explore this truly unique, gorgeous house. It has numerous glass walls with Latin phrases inscribed across. Dennis realizes Cyrus has trapped the ghost they hunted in this house, which is actually a machine meant to open the eye of hell and allow one to see the future. One of the ghosts is Arthur's deceased wife, the Withered Lover. Arthur's children go missing, but he must become the 13th ghost to save them and shut down the machine. Dennis sacrifices himself to save Arthur. Arthur finds his children trapped in the center contraption of the machine, but Just before he sacrifices himself, he sees Cyrus doing some quick math, (laughs) really just counting. Arthur realizes Cyrus is not a ghost and, in fact, still alive, having faked his death in the junkyard. Arthur must become the 13th ghost to power the machine, not stop it maggie disrupts the ritual and the ghosts descend on cyrus throwing him into the machine tearing him limb from limb arthur jumps to his children and the house crumbles around them they are safe and the ghosts are released into the world (laughs) the end cut out all that running about in the basement (laughs) and such so we start in the junkyard and i don't know i I guess it's a little cheesy, but I really like the, I guess, view from the ghosts, like the tilty, and we're, we're zooming in and out of these corridors created by junked cars. And I don't know what I was thinking, but that opening shot, I'm like, we're underwater? What? I mean, I've seen this movie before. I don't know. But I just thought, I'll give the movie props for props are due. I like the camera movement. I don't know. felt. Eerie and spooky. I,
1: I in this one it wasn't as bad as like other films when it's just like zooming through too much and it's like cutscene after cutscene. But the opening scene it gave me vibes of like Jurassic Park because like this big old like trailer or whatever comes in and it's a bunch of uh, I guess soldiers or whatever. Which like is this how they normally hunt ghosts? Like is
0: I was wondering that, too. I even wrote down, I'm like, why are all these extra people here? And then when Cyrus fakes his death, because he has this big, like, sheet of metal through his neck, I'm like, oh, that's why they're there, to quickly apply the prosthetics <laughs> and everything. Like, oh, no.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Because, um, yeah, we get introduced to Cyrus and Dennis and Maggie. No, what's her name? Kalina and Rando Boy with her. I, I forgot his name. But, a
0: ghost activist
1: Yeah and that that's the other thing too it's like so Cyrus is this adventurer who kind of reminds me of He is a
0: noted adventurer <laughs> that's what it says in, in his obituary
1: But like some rich dude who like I guess hunts maybe but like he's like he's oh any, anyone can hunt animals like let's hunt ghosts and they portray him as I guess kind of like power hungry as we find out why but he's somehow was able to connect with Dennis who's some sort of like medium or like he can sense the presence of ghosts but he's kind of like a Professor X where not only can he sense where ghosts are but apparently they're after very specific ghosts these aren't just like oh find me a ghost and and we're good to go there each ghost plays A certain role or um, brings forth a certain energy that the Black Zodiac machine house thing needs.
0: Yeah, and it's like, why? Tell us. That's interesting.
1: (laughs) And we see Cyrus mention the 13th ghost and Dennis is like, whoa, Mm -hmm. what is this 13th ghost? You only hired me to get 12. And... Apparently Dennis has the ability to read people's memories or he's like let me just the way he grabbed him <laughs> grab you yeah and then he's like tabbing into Cyrus's memories and even Cyrus is like don't get too curious Dennis which I'm like um should should you be like a judge or something where you're like come up here yep this guy's innocent or, Oh, no this guy's not yeah Or person
0: maybe I like that has some dangerous legal ramifications I feel like then
1: some Well I mean if he does it wrong, right? If you can actually like
0: Yeah, but even if you know like I'm just thinking about the the trials that are precedent in setting new ways that we as a society deal with things, so it's like well, I mean, be careful with that. Yeah, and
1: then I guess you know if if he's part of the Supreme Court, it might be uh, very different compared to if he's like claims.
0: Well, not even that, but like when you have when you have trials that where nothing this has never come about before, like things with the internet, you're like I don't know how to police this, I don't know how to judge on this. This is a brand new situation that is gonna set a new standard. So yeah, I guess that's so. all I mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Anyways, sorry. <laughs>
1: Moving away from the judicial system. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we meet Kalina and her colleague, and they're like very against what Cyrus and company are doing. And they're like, you're enslaving people.
0: Well, yeah, they are people, right?
1: Yeah. Like, are well, ghosts
0: no longer people? What I are don't know. Rights? Like, <laughs> I, I guess
1: moving back to the judicial system, like, could you try a ghost? Because, like, we were introduced to the Jogrenut, and, like, Dennis is mad. Because he's like, Cyrus, you fool. You told me he had only killed nine people. And they're, they're right. like, there's uh, tons and tons of bodies all over this junkyard. And they say, well, the JoggerNut's been busy because he did only kill nine people. But when he was alive.
0: yeah, uh,
1: Apparently, post-death, he continues to kill people.
0: And you can lock them up. You can lock ghosts up, apparently. Uh, so. Right.
1: Yeah. So, so we know that they can be contained. I don't know if that would be considered cruel and unusual punishment. Do they have the same rights as people? Like, There you go. Oh, man.
0: Make Dennis the judge of that trial. Uh, Although he doesn't uh, seem to have much empathy for ghosts. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know. Not
0: at the beginning. I guess he gets it in the end.
1: I guess, well, yeah, I mean, it's not sure. But it's like, was he helping to take care of the ghost? Because later on when he goes into the house, which I'm like, why is he even there other than just like, because it's him. What did he think Cyrus was doing with the ghost because he didn't know about the 13th ghost. So it's like does he know or had heard of the black zodiac and mm-hmm. what was it Basilius's machine?
0: Yeah. And you know what's funny? I know that um Kalina Mhm. I know that she is actually working with Cyrus. that's not say the spoilers. Plot twist. <laughs>
1: spoilers. But
0: <laughs> But she, I think she is the one who brings up the 13th ghost and she talks about the machine that Cyrus is trying to build. And I assume that's all to get, well, that's just in front of Dennis. So I don't even know why she did that. But it's like, objectively, if you were just this activist, how would you know what he's trying to create versus the psychic not even knowing?
1: Yeah. And this is something, so like at the whole plot twist towards the end is that Kalina ends up What being his lover and like working with him, which I'm like, damn, Cyrus, what'd you do to convince this girl to betray her colleague? Which I guess when I'm first watching it, it seems like maybe they had a thing going, but who knows? It's just a man and a woman working together. She's a real
0: ghost activist.
1: (laughs) But then it's like, if she's just a pawn in Cyrus's game, does he tell her bring up the Thirteenth Ghost to put all of this in motion because? Cyrus needs some of the assets that that other guy had who ends up getting killed. But he
0: didn't need Dennis to be there.
1: No, he didn't need Dennis for So
0: don't bring it up in front of, like, that's what I mean. Why bring it up in front of Dennis? Bring it up in front of Arthur, maybe that would make sense, but eh, whatever. And also
1: I'm like, I get that you use Dennis to track down some of these spirits, but like, why do you need Dennis at the junkyard? It's not like Dennis was the bait to lure in the juggernaut to the boss
0: that truck of blood it was real creepy i i liked it but then they did then they did that annoying editing style where they're like jump cut Mm -hmm. jump cut flashing light and i'm like oh yeah
1: and and like i would have wanted to see even if it's like a quick montage of them catching the other ghost because like apparently the way they caught the juggernaut they're like what we've never needed bait before oh yeah that's true and they're just like spraying blood all over the place is it not the
0: Juggernaut? sorry you keep saying juggernaut
1: juggernaut juggernaut, yeah, like juggernaut. how do you say it juggernaut? juggernaut
0: i don't remember where he said this dennis but i love it so much and if i were a psychic i'd always say this cyrus is like i think it's about the thirteen ghosts. he's like i thought you were psychic like why didn't you should have known that anyways and he's like that's not how it works and you know it i thought you were psychic that's not how it works and you know it i would always say that as a psychic yeah
1: I don't know. I feel like movies do it, right? If you show up to a psychic and they're like, "I've been expecting you," like, were you, or is that just something a psychic says?
0: Yeah, have your catchphrases. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, and then they spray the the blood, and I think the scenes of people getting murdered was pretty fucked up.
1: I yeah. So it.
0: It's good. This movie's
1: pretty graphic <laughs> when it comes to some of the death scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone has seen what was it, The Hills Have Eyes? I think it was part two. There's a scene where a guy's foot is inside a mountain oh, yeah. and, like, they pull him through. So, like, here the juggernaut, what, bear hugs somebody in through a trunk and they get, like, folded in half but backwards? Mm-hmm. Like...
0: Yeah, the folded person. I've seen it a few times. It's always disturbing to me. Ugh. Lots of murder and then uh, Cyrus is dead and we cut to the credits and, oh, boy, what credits? What music it's so bad um, I, uh, I don't know they shoehorn all of the Arthur and his family and how they lost the mother in a fire situation in it, but it's so cheesy and it's like the most chaotically cheesy thing I've seen in a while. It's like, oh, we love each other, we are a family oh, oh no, don't catch your face on fire honey it's like so bad
1: i didn't think it was that bad personally It was but... so
0: bad and then the credits oh my god they're so funny because they're like okay we're gonna try and put them in into perspective in the actual frame but then we're gonna keep them this awful beige throw a drop shadow on them and just make them so not congruent with the background. So it's like why did you even try and put them in perspective then? It makes it look ten times worse. I don't know why they just bothered me so much. But yeah, I would say thankfully we get that whole backstory out of the way during the credits. Uh yeah, and then we meet the family and they're on hard times, chilling with in the kitchen, making some very grey scrambled eggs. Those did not look good.
1: Arthur's financial situation baffles me a little bit, so Clearly when his wife was alive things were all good and dandy and they were a happy family and yeah they, they lost everything in the fire they you know he lost his wife which is tragic but i'm assuming that the insurance didn't pay out cuz i'm like who started the fire Cyrus were you there cuz considering that Cyrus is an adventurer and i mean the amount of planning that would require to build Basilius's machine into a house I mean who built the glasses that can see the ghosts like how did you even start like oh yeah this lens work and that one doesn't they've already hunted 12 ghosts so like the wife was one of them so were they like oh we can create the fourth ghost here because the other ones don't seem like they were fabricated by by cyrus at all it's like oh here's a ghost i couldn't imagine that they weren't able to find any other withered lover But anyways, they lost the house. The insurance probably didn't pay out. Seems like Arthur can't really afford much. They're living in like maybe a one or two bedroom apartment. But yet they can still afford a nanny. And like, no offense to, who is it, Maggie? But like, nannies, I, I would have expected a little more. They're like, let Maggie cook. That's what we pair. And it's like, oh, have you tried her cooking? And I mean, I don't know how much he's paying Maggie. Or maybe it's one of those you get what you pay for. Yeah,
0: and then when they move into that house that is almost all glass, she's like, I don't do glass. And like, then what do you do?
1: Yeah, what and do you, don't you wear, do?
0: And you don't watch the children because she loses the children. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, yeah, it, that's weird. I don't know what that was about. I would love to know how that got, that feels like a shoe, a shoehorned well, in. I see her
1: as that comic relief, like yeah. keep the audience from like not getting bored or distracted. But... Right.
0: So like no one thought that all the way through. There's just like an add-on at the end so they're getting ready for the day and we get this slow-mo dark eerie shot of the lawyer walking through the hallway and i'm like so many choices were made in this movie <laughs> so here's the thing about the dad so he seems really loving really chill with his family and then he trips over his son's skateboard and just like snaps did you do your homework is mr peterson i <laughs>
1: Bobby it's the third time I've tripped
0: on that stupid scooter. Really snaps. It's really kind of creepy. I almost was like, "Oh, there's Abe from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel." You Love it. You Monk? No, but um and he's also a math teacher. He's a math professor at Columbia. So I'm like, "Oh my god, it is Abe." But there's something sinister about the dad buried beneath the surface because and I know he said Cyrus created the fire and killed the mom, and I'm like he probably did. So I'm like, was it Arthur? Because this isn't the only time he snaps. And it's like, it's not like a, ow, damn it, I stubbed my toe. It's like really weird character change. And later in the film, we'll see when he, they, they lose his son, Bobby, in the house and they're looking for him. And multiple times he says, I just want to find the kid. Stop with all the haunted house nonsense, okay? At least until we find the kid i'm like this is your son what do you mean it's so weird is it not i don't know i love him but it's really weird (laughs) there's something going on there i don't know fathers out
1: there do you call your child the kid or you say he is my son
0: exactly you're in this what you now once they realize there are ghosts that are attacking and you're in this dire situation of potentially life or death wouldn't you be like yeah i need to find my my son not God, I find that annoying kid that keeps running off. So weird. So weird. What's his backstory? Anyways, the lawyer shows up. This movie has some truly great one-liners, and they usually come from Arthur. I know I have a complicated relationship with this man, Arthur. I'm like, hmm. But, I don't know, the lawyer's like, oh, your family fortune? And the daughter's like, we have a family fortune? And Arthur's like, well, no. My dad said he squandered the family fortune. We have a family fortune? Well, no, Cyrus squandered it but the way he said it was so matter of fact i love it but then i love this will so much too because it's like a pop-up video and then it's like cyrus is like oh i'm dead but you get my house and then he the window disappears and then it pops back up i'll see you again (laughs) and then it pops up It pops back up or will i i don't know it's just so weird i was like this man is very dramatic
1: it's my attempt to make up for that Enjoy. Perhaps we'll meet again. In another life.
0: How do you even do that? How do you even get your will, especially back then, to like pop up and then pop down and then pop back up?
1: When you're an adventurer, that's just a uh, common knowledge, maybe.
0: I know. I said I need that title. Noted adventurer. <laughs> that is my profession. That's
1: you're going to live to be Eli's Tanya. A noted adventure.
0: She paid this much to have it say that. I don't actually didn't do anything, but the house is definitely like the focal point of the movie. The best part of the movie. It's visually just gorgeous. So whatever, we're going to the house.
1: We're going to Miami.
0: Yeah, they get there and Dennis is there pretending to be a power worker, and he's like, "I need." Oh God, he's so funny. I just love. He's so dramatic. He's like, "I need in this
1: house." He's like, my boss really needs me to get in here because this house caused a power outage for the rest of the neighborhood. I'm like, how? But then the lawyer's like, that's not my problem. Yeah, he's like, like,
0: you guys let him in or don't. It's your house I'm now. Like,
1: even if that house is causing it, wouldn't you be able to like cut the power to that house from not inside? I'm just like, what was your plan, Dennis? Like go there every day until Arthur showed up?
0: I don't know. Maybe. But I did put. And I'm
1: like, what are you trying to do in there?
0: He's just trying to figure out what, uh, what Cyrus is up to. I, I don't
1: thought know, he was just there for that. his money. I think. Because he's like, he owed me a lot of money.
0: I know. I did think Lord. that at first, but upon rewatches, that seems like a secondary thing to him because he's like, what the hell are you doing here, Cyrus? But <laughs> I put, I do love this house. I'd be walking into glass walls like every day for at least two months. Before I figured out the layout.
1: Well, there's a lot of Latin written in the glass, so it's not like you'd be bumping into it. I
0: think I would because there's Latin on every glass and then you can it's just like this exponential... I don't know, that would fuck with my vision so hard. I'd be so confused constantly. But I did write, you were like, wouldn't you be kind of freaked out with all that writing on the glass? And I was like, nah, can't read it, don't know what it says, it doesn't bother me. Yeah.
1: Because Arthur's like, ooh, it's written in Latin. How exotic.
0: (laughs) Does he say that? No. (laughs) But I was like, you mustn't read from the book. But see, I couldn't read from the book because I don't read Latin. So we're fine. We're good. Good Good on the movie, I guess, for throwing this scene in. Um, Arthur's like, I'm going to talk to the lawyer. You guys don't explore the house. Good luck with that. Yeah, Yeah. like,
1: I I don't understand. Because, like, the lawyer's like, hey, let's go take care of some paperwork. And then I'll give you a tour of the house. When you're like, hey, let's do a tour of the house.
0: Yeah, I want to see what I'm getting like, myself into.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do the paperwork. Because he's like, what adult or parent would like bring their kids to this brand new house and be like, stay right there and expect the kids not to go wandering around.
0: One that has hired a nanny that is supposed yeah. to be watching them? <laughs>
1: Even if you did like <laughs> It, it, like, just doesn't make sense. Like, you, of course you're going to go exploring. It's a brand new house, and they're, uh, like, no. amazed, and it's mesmerizing.
0: But I like how Arthur is very pragmatic. He's like, I don't have any money, man. I can't pay the property taxes, the insurance. What is this? Because I think when they were driving over to the house, I was like, so what? You got a house. What's the property tax? Like, I don't care that you just got a house. You still have to pay for it yeah. in some capacity. But I think at this point, Dennis is, mm, has he seen some ghosts? He got, he went to the basement and saw some ghosts. Yeah, he like
1: ghosts, because he's like, oh, where's the power box or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, it's in the basement. Yeah. Which I'm like, how did the lawyer know?
0: Well, would he knew know where that wrong. money. I that barely suit-
1: know where the electric box is at my own place.
0: I mean, he knew where the, the suitcase of money was, but I this, guess that's
1: true. this is
0: another surprisingly hilarious moment when Dennis comes back up and he's trying to explain in a. Roundabout way because he knows he's not going to be believed right off the bat. He's telling Arthur about ghosts and how there are ghosts. There's
1: apparitioning. There's, uh, what does he call them? I don't know.
0: Displaced energies or something like that. He's
1: like, I was helping your uncle capture sentient energies or.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to hunt displaced spiritual energies with your uncle.
0: But this is what I love. Arthur's like,
1: what? Goats?
0: That's okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll do this the easy way. Ghosts. Arthur, I used to... I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle, Cyrus.
1: Goats? Ghosts. You helped them trap goats?
0: He's so pragmatic. He's like... Definitely goats. They're definitely yeah. talking about he made goats. He knows goats, right? Yeah. Ugh, so good. But then the lawyer splits. Not quite yet, but kind of. He leaves. They're like, oh, where'd the lawyer go? But he went to the basement to it pretty much put the whole machine in motion, not on purpose, right?
1: I mean, I don't know if he knew. I don't think he knew. Cause like it could have been like, hey, get this briefcase, give it to Arthur, and then leave him there. Cause I think even the movie plot says that they moved in. And to me, I'm like, they barely went to go visit the house. That's not moving day. Like
0: Yeah. Oh, I assumed he was just taking that money for himself. But when he picks up the suitcase, these levers and then spinnies, and then who knows? I don't even know. There's like so much cool stuff going on, but it's never explained, so I'm not really sure where it yeah. is in finite space or what it's doing. There's levers that let some of the ghost out. And of course, uh, the lawyer was antagonizing the ghost on the way in, so on the way out, one of them gets out the princess, wronged princess.
1: The angry principessa.
0: Mm, yes, but she doesn't actually do anything. No, and
1: that, that was the weird part, because I was like, okay, here's this dude that was talking shit to you. And she just kind of, like, stares at him. Resident Evil, like, let me chop this dude in half.
0: Yeah, but those were the dullest.
1: Yeah, they, that glass door. shard.
0: Shard, my butt. It was not shard. It was, like, nice little seal over the edge. And the door glass panels... Split them in half, and Maggie gives a great line of, Did the lawyer split? She says it (laughs) later. Anyways, then we go to the kids running around exploring the house, and I'm quite thankful with the limited amount of time we get to spend with them. They're not my favorite part. (laughs) They're kind of annoying. But we both put... (laughs) Have I ever been this excited by a bathroom? No. Yeah, I mean... She lost her damn mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like she's... She's like a older teenager and yeah she's at that point where it's like living in a small place with her dad and her brother and she's like oh I wish I could have my own bathroom and like she goes and it's like oh this room is mine but her reactions to the room versus her reaction to her own bathroom it's like night and day.
0: Her small bathroom, does it even have a shower? I don't know about you but I don't like taking baths. (laughs) Yeah she's like Boop, boop, bathroom made of glass my favorite thing in the world apparently
1: well the whole house is made of glass where i'm like how much can you see through it doesn't like, seem like that does much, it go honestly. from rooms like with
0: all that latin and all the the things that cyrus has collected he has a lot of cool stuff just everywhere like globes and mathematical instruments very cool but <laughs> we get this truly atrocious zoom in so they find the goggles. They're just there in the house throughout, but they don't know what they they do yet. And there's goggles sitting on the edge of the bathroom sink. And we get this heinous. I hated it. Zoom into these glasses that are then three D. So then we can see oh, that Through the, the angry yeah the angry princess has uh, entered the bathroom to do what? Nothing. Just stare at her. And then I, that's why I was like. I was like, um, is there ghost blood then? Cause she brings all this blood with her wherever she goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what is ghost blood? What does that even mean? I, I was interested. I want to know.
1: Yeah, and like, how does it work? The the weird part about those glasses is, um, obviously we want the characters to wear them, but these things look like if if you guys have ever worked in a in a lab or I don't know, like maybe a construction site where they're like, put on your safety glasses.
0: If you don't have regular glasses, yeah, I'm like. Like, any of the big ones <laughs> oh i
1: guess but i'm like those don't look cool enough for me to like pick them up and be like i'm just gonna start wearing safety glasses around this house like yeah
0: they look like safety glasses like, <laughs> like i would expect maybe the little are.
1: kid like the the little kid would be like ooh, cool glasses i'm gonna i'm gonna wear these but i wouldn't expect any of the other characters to be like let me just pick up these safety glasses and mm. walk around the house
0: yeah i agree with you on that the son Bobby gets Lord Bubber, Bubber, <laughs> not like that. The ghost <laughs> doesn't sound like Ted, um, but he gets Lord into the basement, and oh, this subtitle is so funny. One of the ghosts is luring him in, and then the mom, is, his mom, is there, and she's trying to get him to stay out of it. But the ghost that's luring him in was at one point just like oh, and then even the subtitle was like ghost goes oh, and I was like, what oh. Oh, Bobber! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't know. But the kid's pretty much down for the count, thank goodness. And by down for the count, I mean like not in the movie until the end. I don't <laughs> mean he died. <laughs>
1: yeah, because like he sees a ghost, right? I Cause think so. Because he gets scared and then he starts running away. Yeah. And he has his uh, Home Alone recorder ends up dropping that in the glasses cuz later on when their Arthur and company are like looking for the kid they find that tape recorder and they just hear him screaming.
0: Mhm. Yeah, we get I guess uh more ghosts are being let out. It's like on a timer. They're getting drawn to the center of the house, which they tell us later. At the center is or maybe it's not at the center. I don't know where it is cuz like I said I don't know where things are, but there's this hourglass looking contraption, but it also has gears and it's just moving everywhere and it kind of reminded me of this animation that just dropped a biblically accurate angels you should check it out it's wildly insane i love it to death it's just so cool but i don't know what any of these contraptions do and that's what i mean i want to know more about the the specifics of this house because katrina
1: kalina
0: kalina slips into the house as it's transitioning because also the windows are being like boarded up from the outside so they're kind of getting trapped inside the house so she slips in but she says it's not a house it's a it's a machine it's a machine and i'm like ooh, how
1: it's basilius's machine
0: and you know what also yeah you know what Also, i was thinking was interesting is that i don't know why i got this idea but i was thinking oh you you draw all the ghosts in you see the future past present whatever for a moment I didn't think it was something you could control that indefinitely because then I realized that that's kind of what Cyrus is going for because they're saying like, oh, he's going to be the most powerful man in the world because now I'll be able to see the future all the time. And I'm like, oh, what? He's just going to like run this indefinitely? Like it kind of seems like a really precarious setup. How are you going to check in on it? How are you going to move about the house with these goats? Also, like we see at the end, it is so easy and out in the open to just go boom." and the whole thing just goes like what
1: i mean i guess at the end of the day it's still a machine and you need an operator or some preventative maintenance maybe after x number of summonings or looking into the future and the past (laughs) but yeah so kalina comes out and does this whole exposition dump on what the house is and why it was built but some of the stuff that she says it's like very biblical because she's like, This machine was designed by the devil himself and it's powered yes. by death.
0: By the ghost. I was like, cool. What? Yeah,
1: and I'm like, show us Basilius creating the yeah. the diagram, like an hourglass. And um h- she does- brings up
0: how did Cyrus even, how was he even able to build this thing? Because well, so... he's a
1: noted adventurer and he found right. the book. They but are, it's you're... weird because like the guy that ends up uh, Kalina's colleague, he has the spells that Cyrus's need because he was telling Cyrus like, even if you get the 13th ghost, like you don't have the right spells.
0: I swear they just threw a, like a Mad Lib book. They're just like, okay, spell book, check, devil, check. Black zodiac, check, throw it in, just throw it all in there.
1: But interestingly enough, um, the black zodiac was not mimicking, but I guess the regular zodiac is that
0: the white, the white zodiac? I don't know,
1: know. (laughs) but like there's 12 signs, yeah, and there was 12 ghosts. Well, except for the 13th ghost, which I'm like, well, then why not make it 11 and then that would be your 12. 13 is a
0: spooky number,
1: I guess, the lucky 13. But this machine. Later on, Maggie is just like, I'm gonna pull levers and I'm gonna step on things and I'm gonna push buttons. And that's what destroys the machine. Where I'm like, Cyrus, you've put on this whole elaborate plan to essentially convert Arthur into the 13th ghost. And the 13th ghost is the broken heart. The way they describe the process of gaining all of this power, because Kalina tells us that the machine can see the past and the future and if knowledge is power then it's like here's your uh, remember from uh, geometry if a equals b and b equals c then therefore a goes to c then cyrus would be the most powerful man in the in the world but i'm like would he like what if he sees the future and he's like hey, this isn't going to work.
0: Yeah, or like, I don't know how to fix that. Can you
1: change it? And I I guess it kind of depends on, do you believe that your future is, like, do you have a destiny? Which means no matter what you do, you're going to do whatever the future says you're going to do. Or if you see the future, and then you can do something to alter and therefore prevent that future that you saw from happening. Which we don't even know how this movie plays it out.
0: Yeah, I, it's also sad that we never get to see the machine in function. You know, usually when you have these movies, they take you to the edge and you get to see whatever master plan that they had play out a little bit.
1: Yeah, at least see Cyrus being like, I feel the power. I feel the power. Something. The
0: devil comes from below.
1: But even what they say, activate this machine, is they captured these 12 ghosts. And then we see the 12 ghosts kind of, like, surround the machine as the machine is working. Once you have the 12 ghosts in place, you need to create the 13th ghost. And the 13th ghost would be created by Arthur, which he would need to sacrifice himself by doing an act of true love and saving his family. And then that would have created the 13th ghost. Mm-hmm. But Dennis had sacrificed himself for mm-hmm. Arthur.
0: I thought that too. So
1: like, is Dennis the 13th ghost?
0: Maybe he didn't Because he, a... he does
1: pop up, right? They yeah. see him with the glasses. Because like, the weird part is when Arthur sees Cyrus, and like you said, he he's a math teacher, so he knows how to count.
0: <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, I thought that too that was so convoluted, because it's like, why would that make you take off your glasses? Because other people have died in this house, ergo there are other ghosts. Uh, if you... Want to yeah. say that like Dennis and the lawyer? I don't know if he saw the lawyer, but yeah,
1: yeah. So he's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Cyrus is here, so that's the thirteenth. So he would have been the fifteenth ghost.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't have a broken heart. Nor I guess does not Dennis, yet. I suppose. Um,
1: but then, if we look back at how his wife passed away mm-hmm. or, or died, it was like this fire broke out, and she's like, "No, get the kids out" or whatever and i don't know what she was doing where she stayed inside because if arthur's out getting the kids what were, were you grabbing documents or something like to go back in wouldn't that be an act of true love and therefore like she'd actually be the the broken heart not the withered lover
0: yeah maybe or maybe she wasn't being selfless she was looking for her diamonds maybe My I, diamonds. yeah i guess that's
1: true but <laughs> well, when your enemies are coming you got to have the diamonds to pay them off
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah the ending is certain well it's not just the ending i feel like the whole thing is so sloppily put together Or maybe there are so many edits to the story where it just like when it all came together it just didn't come together well because um even in the end you have the big final moment and we don't really even see it so I'm sure we'll get to it when we get to. It. Yeah, and
1: the movie created such cool characters.
0: Oh, are we gonna get some ghost
1: backstory? Oh, we're gonna get some ghost backstory. So it's like the title is the Thirteenth Ghost, and we keep seeing glimpses of like these really cool, very different people. And we even get a scene where like they they talk about the Thirteenth Ghost, and this is where I think like people that are good writers they create the characters and all of these backstories, and yet. A lot of it may not make it to the film, but this is something where your movie's an hour and a half. You could have put some of that stuff in there. Yes,
0: because I was also like, did they pad this movie? Because there was that one shot where he got up and I was like, you want me to pause it? And he's like, no. And he was right. They literally just show a staircase and like slowly panned over. And I'm like,
1: like, what was that? This movie does do some cliches where like you have some high impact high action and energy and you can't just be at that level the whole time so it like dies down and i'm like okay i know nothing's gonna happen i'll be right Right. back but you
0: can't just point a camera at a a door and hold for a minute and be like that's your that's the release apparently they do here
1: so the the first ghost that we're introduced to or the first ghost Is the firstborn son, and it's this boy named Billy Michaels who just loved playing cowboys and Indians. His backstory is that I guess when his parents or like whenever you would pull him away from this fantasy, he would get extremely mad. Apparently, he died in a duel with some other boy. But what I thought was weird is like the arrow looks like he was hit from the back of the head because the arrow's sticking out. In uh, front of him. I don't right? remember. Off memory, I, I think he was shot in the back of the head and the arrow's coming out through the front. Where I'm like, that's not really a duel if you got shot in the back. Unless you lost the duel and they're like, all right, turn around. I get to kill you. Because I, I would have thought if he's, because he, he's dressed like a cowboy and he has the revolver or whatever those guns. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting this way and his buddy is playing a, a Native American and he shoots him with a with the bow. I would have thought that the arrow would have gone the other way. Yep. But anyways, the next ghost is the torso, and this is like a that weird would creep
0: me out. Yeah,
1: it, it's, it's creepy because it's like, okay, it's not a full body, and it kind of
0: and it still moves.
1: So, for the torso, the person is this guy named Jimmy Gambino who was a gambler, but he was also the bookkeeper. And so he would gamble with other people's winnings. But then when the winners would come in to collect the money, he gambled it away and didn't have enough to pay him. So the mob ended up killing him, cutting up his body. And then they said that the remains were dumped in the ocean. Then I'm like, Cyrus, how did you get this ghost? Were you guys out like on the boat? and dennis is like oh yeah there's there's something here but i would imagine that there's so many spirits out in the ocean yeah like
0: well maybe he could take his pick then
1: and, and this is the part where i'm like show us how you got some of these other ghosts like don't show me the doors and some other like backstory i don't know i feel like give me something
0: yeah but also do you think that um there are multiple ghosts floating around that could fit these criteria
1: I mean, I would imagine so. Like, I'm just
0: wondering if it has to be specific because so many of them seem like they're from a different era.
1: I would think that the torso could be a different... some Someone who just got caught cut That's up. That's true, yeah. The firstborn son, like, we, we've even heard it in, like, biblical stories. I feel like any firstborn son would have would have counted at least i would think so i'm I'm not sure how strict basilius would be in terms of yes you qualify no you don't see
0: i'm just curious we could really flesh this out
1: the next ghost is the bound woman and She was named Susan LeGro, and she had a very privileged upbringing. She was that rich, popular cheerleader who was dating the captain of the football team. That captain found her hooking up with another boy on prom night. And the story goes is that the boyfriend bludgeoned the lover, but then he strangled the bound woman with his tie. So, like, when you you can actually see a tie around her her neck
0: again cheating's not great but i'm oh well cut Be like well that sucks we're uh breaking up and we're moving on with our lives stop killing women <laughs> my god
1: yeah the fourth ghost is the withered lover and this was arthur's wife so we already know her backstory she died in a fire but i don't know what makes it withered and like the backstory that they gave her didn't really like say is it just like someone who burned and when we see her picture, it's like, just like half of her face is mm-hmm. burned. It doesn't look like her whole body was burnt, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe she took a while to die once she got to the hospital, so it's like she withered away from her injuries. Oh, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, so the fifth ghost is the Torn Prince, and he was a high school baseball star in the 50s named Royce Clayton. He died in a drag race after losing control of his car and got into a car accident, but that was due to the opponent tampering with his brakes. Oh my god. So it's like, look at all these cool stories. I mean, yes, you can't, like, show everything. But how you kind of did that intro scene with a little bit of um the story of what happened with the wife. You could have done it when you're even naming the 1213 ghosts. Oh, how like, has no
0: one made a series out of this yet? I'm Not sure there I'm has. Thinking, like, no way, really? Like,
1: I'm sure someone has, like, done Fitched some... It. No, I would assume maybe there's like a graphic novel out there or or maybe like a quick animation. So the next ghost is the angry princess. And we've seen a lot of her in the movie. Probably more than most. because she's the naked one. Because she's the naked woman. Gotta play it up. But her name is Dana Newman. Like you said, she's the beautiful woman, but not to herself. She was never happy with her looks. She's always focusing on her imperfections the story goes is that she was going through different plastic surgeries to try and fix her flaws. And if you see her face, it looks like something was up like on around her lips or something, but that that was a botched surgery. And when she realized she was never going to be beautiful again, she committed suicide by slitting her wrists in the bathtub. So next is the the pilgrimess. Her name was Isabella Smith, and she was a victim of the salem witch trials that happened in new england in the 1600s so she was an outcast and was accused of witchcraft and the story goes that they burned her but it it didn't work so it's like did that prove that she was a witch i guess
0: there are witches in this story too now i, I, I guess so <laughs> well, i mean so they have a spell that, book so of course there are witches Mobby <laughs>
1: so you know they they deemed her evil and they bound her and she's the only ghost that's tied up.
0: Yeah. Stop um, tying women up.
1: So they, they, they bound her and they, they essentially starved her to death. So like mm. burning a witch doesn't work, but starving her does. Sure.
0: Um, okay. There you go.
1: Physics, I guess, or biochem. <laughs> then we have the great child and the dire mother. So Margaret Shelbourne was a little person. And I don't know if this is true. I couldn't find something that corroborated, but the, the reference material that kind of had a lot of the backstory, said that she's actually an American Horror Story carnival freak show. So if anybody knows who Margaret Shelburne was in that show, and that her son was conceived through a sexual assault by one of the other carnies. I guess for the story not to get out, the other murdered Margaret, which her son, Harold, ended up kind of like going nuts and He's like this huge dude, ended up killing some of the other carnies. The the story goes that Harold was killed by an angry mob. And then now we're really getting into some of these much more vicious ghosts that come in. Because some of these other ghosts just kind of were there. Like the, the child and the dire mother, like, they just stand there. We saw the firstborn son just stand there. But next is the hammer, and that's George Markley. And he was a blacksmith in a small town. He was falsely accused of theft by a white man, and some bad people murdered his family. So this enraged George, and he used his hammer, which we see him use here, and he bludgeoned the people that murdered his family in revenge. So the townspeople obviously blamed George for it and they killed him by driving railroad spikes through his body and if you see the ghost
0: how images. slow of a death do you think that is because I'm sure they started with things that weren't going to kill him right away like through your arm and yeah that's fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. the 11th ghost is the jackal and that was Ryan Cunn in the late 1800s he was an actual like sick and twisted man he was a sexual predator and a murderer and apparently he went through this phase where he knew he was bad and he wanted to not be bad where he like checked himself into an asylum but then ended up dying because the asylum burned down and i guess it ended up taking him with him but i don't really know what makes that a jackal
0: maybe they're just trying to make it sound a little bit like a jack the ripper i don't know
1: And then lastly, the 12th ghost is the Juggernaut. Juggernaut. (laughs) And that was Horace Breaker Mahoney. And he's like a huge dude. He's super tall and super buff. And he was a serial killer that would pick up hitchhikers or offer rides to people that were stranded. And he would then drive them to his junkyard where he would tear them apart. And the story goes that he would feed the remains to his dogs. That was the ghost that they got at the very beginning of the movie which takes place at at his junkyard. Oh, there you go.
0: That's terrifying.
1: So it's like I wish they would have shown us a lot of these even images or like sounds, like screams, mm. something to like bring some of these ghosts to life or give us a little bit more cuz they're like I feel like in this movie they steal the attention. Oh. That's God. what I'm drawn to and I it, without googling some of this stuff or like looking into like the audience really can't really connect to to the backstories
0: yeah 13 ghosts should really be the research of all these and finding and capturing of all these ghosts the build-up and then you can do like a sequel or something when you actually put the plan into motion or you could put it all in one and we can see that machine in action
1: well people do love prequels so Mm,
0: that's true I thought it was interesting because at one point in the basement, uh, Dennis sees his death, a premonition of his death or whatever, and I was wondering if, like, because, you know, he always gets those when he touches people, so I'm like, how has he never gotten that of himself before? But I was like, I wonder if it has some combination of seeing his reflection along with the spells on that glass, and then it made him, I don't know. I was just curious why he saw it then all of a sudden, but yeah, we're doing lots of stuff in the basement. It's real runny around, screamy, attacky. But yeah, Dennis dies, and it's sad, and it's violent, and he just gets, like,
1: cracked over a bar. Yeah, because, well, he ends up fighting the, the hammer.
0: Jug- uh, I thought the juggernaut got him at. the
1: end. Well, so, like, the end. I was, like, considering that Dennis is just, like, this medium, he doesn't strike me as someone who's been trained in martial arts or a boxer or anything. But him and Arthur were carrying a- around the glass for protection. Mm-hmm. He does sacrifice himself. I feel like he knows he's going to sacrifice himself for Arthur. And he's going to take on the hammer. Cause And he's doing like, he's just dodging him. Mm. It isn't until the juggernaut comes in from the side and he gets like a 2v1. That he ends up, oh man, like gets thrown around the walls. And like the juggernaut lifts him up and power slams him. and. He must have a thing for breaking spines, cause like, once again, he now folds another person in half.
0: But after this, we see that Kalina <laughs> is in—is that it? Yes. Is in cahoots with uh, Cyrus. But I this was just is the plot and, twist. Yeah, and Cyrus is alive, and I don't know. He's just—he's like really mean to her, and just ends up killing her. And I'm like, dude, you're making a lot of enemies, Cyrus. Because then later on, at the end, he's calling up Arthur a loser and saying his family's pathetic. And I'm like, you really think you, you know how precarious your situation is right now? Why are you making so many enemies?
1: Cyrus's whole goal is to open up the Ocularis Infernum, which essentially is the eye of hell, and harness that power to become the most powerful man on earth. And you're going to go through this whole thing, but then like require Arthur to sacrifice himself for his kids and therefore becoming the broken heart by dying with an act of true love. When Arthur realizes that Cyrus is alive, I'm like, wouldn't you want to put Arthur in like a situation where you're like, oh, dude, go help the kids get them closer and closer to a fire like that would bring back memories from like the house being burnt his wife manipulate him in a way that he's going to want to kill himself for his kids
0: yeah because they make him seem like so smart because he's set up this whole uh this whole plot that has been carried out to a t and yet yeah you're gonna be like loser which by the way i was like calling people losers has kind of gone out of style but i think it's a pretty good zinger well, It, it in 2001
1: things were uh, things are different yeah. back then you're a loser Th-
0: yeah that's what i mean i'm just like okay dude um, but can i ask uh why did kalina why did god what a name i can't i'm sorry why did she bring dynamite into the house i know why her fake Cover story person brought it in, but why did she, as a helper of Osiris, because is that what ends up blowing it up, or is it the power of the machine being stopped all of a sudden that just combusts? And that's the part
1: where I'm, like, not (laughs) sure, because as soon as Maggie starts messing with the levers, Mm -hmm. and considering that those levers were opening some of these doors, but it seems like they speed up the machine too much. (laughs) Maybe some of those gears we're going a little too fast and cyrus spent all this money but
0: so that like sapping perhaps... the ghost to give it more energy because like why would you physically be able to speed up this machine that can only be powered by the dead
1: yeah who knows but uh <laughs> the the power of the dead i guess he didn't uh consult with uh like a mechanical engineer that was like hey you're gonna be generating this much heat <laughs> you need something to uh that can withstand such heat and such pressure
0: yeah and you know what's funny is um so maggie messes with the levers and the ghosts can kind of go free and they attack cyrus throw him into this spinny biblical biblical angels looking machine and he gets a saw trap ripped apart
1: and and that's the part that i don't get so like the the goal is to get Arthur to kill himself and become the thirteenth ghost. Yeah. And and I guess he lags it. So the ghosts are like, the thirteenth ghost isn't here, we can wander free. I thought they
0: wandered free because Maggie was doing whatever she was doing with so the lovers. Like,
1: but like before that they're they're like circling yeah. around. And it's like, are they in this trans space where cause they're they're also getting drawn to the middle. And I don't know if like Arthur and company go to the middle because the ghosts are moving there, or is the machine drawing the ghost to the middle and arthur and company are scared of the ghost so they're like running like
0: cyrus put his kids in the middle of it
1: right and then but like even before like like why is even arthur there i guess it's Uh, like is the machine just drawing the ghost there Mm -hmm. because then they're like why do they line up because they're even lined up in order well yeah i think they
0: said earlier that the machine draws the ghost into the center of the house but maybe also arthur and company are pushed to the center because of the house cutting off corridors Mm -hmm. and maybe physically pushing everything to the center as well
1: yeah and then it's like arthur didn't kill himself and then like maggie messes with the levers and then like the ghost trance breaks because then now they go after cyrus Mm -hmm. just because arthur punched him
0: well he's the one that trapped him and dennis is dead so
1: (laughs) or is it because like dennis died in close proximity that the machines was like hey that isn't the the proper 13th ghost i'll
0: tell you what jorge who knows <laughs> who knows <laughs> i don't because yeah because then i'm like i they said sacrifice yourself which is like uh, whatever um it looked like the way he was gonna sacrifice himself arthur was to jump into the center which he does anyways
1: but i'm like he which made no sense but then it's like why jump in like if, if you're gonna kill yourself to save the kids mm-hmm. how is you like jumping on
0: top of them and spraying them with your blood
1: <laughs> yeah like how is that saving them like i was like you should have been like hey jump to me the kids are trapped in the middle you're gonna go there and what be, be trapped as be well. trapped there with or, them or like. dead
0: because that those things are spinning real. Yeah, and, fast. and
1: like obviously they, they stop for a split second to and show us. He uses us, math oh. again. Yeah, and he's like, oh, based on the trajectory of these things and just my telling. weight and my mass force times acceleration.
0: Yeah, that's probably what he actually did. So. But no, so I was thinking, oh, maybe in that center, now that the house is completely. Crumbling and being destroyed, the center is the only place where they can be safe. So that's why he jumped to them. But no Maggie's not in the center, and she's fine at the end. So, again, no. Yeah. I feel like that's probably what they're going for. But
1: but then, like, show us that the ground is like falling apart, and and him like running away.
0: Yeah. Considering
1: that his wife died in a fire, I really think it's a miss that they're not using the element of fire mm, to true. like mess with his head and put him in then. And- like an accelerated state
0: and yeah and you know what's funny is like we don't like i said earlier we don't really see the the ultimate whatever happens happening because he jumps in it's still spinning going crazy things are crumbling and then like the next shot is the ghost leaving the house I'm like wait what and then they're safe and then we sh- get a sh- we cut back to them and the things are like stopped and they're safe and i'm like but where was the climax yeah there was nothing <laughs>
1: yeah because once the machine stops they're like in the middle where i'm like how are you even gonna like jump out of that it looks like you got like i don't know five plus feet a couple meter gap
0: you don't have a running start
1: yeah you don't (laughs) you don't you really don't Is like maggie gonna come save you Mm, she quit do you still like what's the property value now of that house like arthur you just inherited a huge bill
0: well yeah hopefully the land is worth a lot
1: oh <laughs> well, it's several hours so what, what did the lawyer say it's a couple hours outside of wherever arthur was living so yeah,
0: but some people like that so yeah. i don't know sell it i'm sure there's still a lot of like gold and and rare metals you could scavenge and sell rare, off rare artifacts
1: yeah from if, cyrus's collection
0: if those didn't break yeah but it was funny because then you get that the terrible last line that's supposed to be funny of maggie quitting But I was so curious because she's like, I'm moving back to Newark. And I was like, and the subtitle said Newark with a W. Do you think she said New York? But then the subtitle just kind of wrongly put Newark. I'm so curious now. (laughs) But that's it. And that's how it ends on a quite humorous joke. This severely violent film with just as violent editing. Mm. Yeah, I like it too. (laughs) It has so many flaws. But I think I just love all the potential there. I love so many of the actors. But yeah, tell us your thoughts on this absolute classic. Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss. And thanks for hanging out.
1: Thanks, everyone.